0: You are listening to the You Are a Lawyer podcast. I am the podcast host, Kyla DeNano, a 2015 law school graduate. This podcast was created to share the experiences and successes of law school graduates who created their own paths to career success. In episode 25, I am speaking with a brick artist and lawyer. This guest creates sculptures and commissioned artwork out of Lego brand bricks. Based in Los Angeles, California, today's guest is Nathan Sawaya. So welcome to the podcast, Nathan.
1: Thank you. Happy to be here.
0: (laughs) Great. Would you tell the audience a little bit about yourself?
1: Sure. My name is Nathan Sawaya, and I am a brick artist, which means I create art out of Lego brick. And it's true, I used to be an attorney several years ago, but I left the practice of law to pursue art full-time.
0: Okay. And what was it about Legos that made you... Made this creative side come out of you, or that made you so passionate about wanting to build with them?
1: Well, I had Lego bricks as a kid. It was something that for me, you know, I was always pursuing creative toys like that. I had crayons or sculpting with Play Doh or building with Lego bricks. But later in life, I moved on to other things and I still had this creative energy. And it was actually, I was practicing in New York City and I would come home at night and I would need a creative outlet at the end of the day. And sometimes that was writing or drawing or sculpting or painting. And it was just one day, you know, I'd sculpted out of more traditional material, things like clay and wire. And I just thought one day, what about this toy from my childhood? Could I create sculpture using Lego bricks? So I just started experimenting. I put a little website together that became my virtual gallery and I started getting commission work. And that's what really kicked it off. People were requesting me to create art out of Lego, which was amazing. And so I was working full days at the law firm and then spending hours at night creating Lego art.
0: Of course, in hindsight, it sounds really simple, (laughs) but was it, right. your, was it your entire legal career, like the entire five years that you were coming back home and being creative? Were you creative before you even went to law school?
1: Oh, yeah. I had taken art classes. When I got out of college, I didn't really have faith in my art as a career. And there were you know societal pressures, maybe some parental pressures to become a professional. And law school seemed like the right choice at the time. And so I went to law school and got my degree and started practicing and the time spent as a lawyer was great. I worked with some fantastic people. There were moments where I was happy, but a lot of the time I felt like it just wasn't what I wanted to be doing. I had this other passion to still pursue my art and I didn't know how to get there. And eventually over the years, I found my way there.
0: Yeah. What I find so fascinating is I used to play with Legos and I have two older brothers and they used to play with Legos But I mean, you've created an Oscar award sculpture. You worked with Lady Gaga on music videos, creating sculptures. Like, when did you realize, wow, this can become a huge thing? I can make life-size sculptures.
1: Well, it was a process of learning what could be done with this toy. You know, I started out just creating small sculptures of things I saw in my New York City apartment, you know, trying to create an apple out of Lego bricks, a baseball out of Lego bricks, looking around the city. Could I build the Brooklyn Bridge out of Lego bricks? Really just taking in things that I saw and trying to replicate them. And then it got to be like, okay, Can I push that even further and create things that I'm not just seeing in real life, but you know, making things up and using my imagination and exploring different themes and emotions. And that's when it really started to take off. And I was still working as a lawyer. As I said, I was taking on these commission works at night. And eventually I got to the point, it was actually my website crashed one day from too many hits. And I thought, oh, (laughs) there's really something to this. And I made that choice to leave the law firm behind and become a full time artist. And it was a weird moment. It was something that, you know, my colleagues were supportive, but also kind of jealous. I think, you know, some (laughs) of the partners at the firm were a little confused why I was leaving, but it was what I wanted to do. And I let my license expire and just went for it.
0: So that was one of the questions I had prepared. I always ask, do your current coworkers know that you are a lawyer? And you mentioned, not so much, it wouldn't really be relevant, but there were some people that were at the law firm that actually knew that you were an artist.
1: Yeah, they were, you know, I had close friends who were aware that I had this other passion and to this day, they're still supportive of me leaving the law firm to pursue it. But I think there were some other folks who were kind of jealous. And I think that's something I learned about making that transition. You know, we were all lawyers together and and we all kind of were going through this, this thing together, like we were all in it together. And then when I broke out to do something else, some people turned really negative and told me I was making a huge mistake. I was crazy. What was I doing? And part of that, maybe they were really strongly believing that I was making a mistake, but part of it, I think, was just this negativity that comes across sometimes when people are like, listen, I don't want to be left behind, so you should stay back here with me. Mm-hmm. And that's something that was surprising, but I realized that's just part of when you're pursuing something you know, and you're taking it into a new direction, people are going to feel left behind. And that's tough. And you kind of learn who your friends are when you make a move like that.
0: Yeah, of course. I hate to say that misery loves company. It could be some of that. But like you said, it could just be jealousy that you were moving on.
1: Yeah, a little bit, a little bit of both, I think.
0: Yeah. So (laughs) this is so cool. It's even cooler than I expected. Where you are now, are those just different rows and shelves of blocks that are behind you? Yeah,
1: I'm in my art studio in Los Angeles. I work alone so I can just be here working all the time. And behind me are rows and rows of Lego bricks. I keep about <laughs> 10 million Lego bricks in my inventory at any given time. And the thinking there is that I want you know all the uh, all the possible colors that I could ever need in the quantities that I could need. So that if I'm working on a project, I don't want to have to think about, oh, do I need to order this or do I need to order that? I have enough bricks to just start working. And yes, everything is organized. As you can see behind me, everything is organized on these shelves by shape and color so that I can just grab the bricks I need and immediately go for it.
0: Okay. And do you only create art that's commissioned right now or do you still do a couple of projects just for fun?
1: Well, it's a mix. I do a lot of stuff for fun because that's really what I'm most happy about doing is creating for myself and creating, you know, something that for me has a message behind it. I do take on commission work and actually right now I'm in the middle of production on Lego Masters season two,
0: which is a show
1: I was a consulting producer on last year and I'm a consulting producer on this year as well. So I do a lot of work for them that keeps me very busy right now and then there's other projects i have five exhibitions that generally are on tour lately museums are not as open as much so it's been a tough time but i do keep these exhibitions on tour so that that means i'm i'm always creating new works for them mm-hmm. as well
0: which is so incredible and thank you again for carving out time to chat with me <laughs> i love this of um Why was it important to you to create the books that you have, especially the one, The Art of the Brick, A Life in Lego?
1: Well, a lot of people had reached out to me and wanted to know more and more about what was behind the sculptures. What was the thinking when I was creating them? And when I do an exhibition, you know, they have little cards that say a little bit about each sculpture, but I don't get to really express everything behind it. So I took some time to write about certain works and put them just in a book form so that people could learn a little bit more of what's behind the works, learn a little bit more about me, as well as include a lot of great photography so that people can see the works who might not be able to go to the exhibitions.
0: Okay. And do you, or have you ever actually worked for Lego? Or has anyone from Lego like reached out to you and said, hey, this is great. You wanna create your own collection or, you know?
1: Yeah, so I have a, I have a great business relationship with Lego. Mainly because I'm such a, a unique customer, right? I I buy hundreds of thousands of Lego bricks every month. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't go to my local Target and do that. I actually email Lego directly and purchase them in bulk from them. So that access is critical for what I do. I need to be able to order hundreds of thousands all the time. So that relationship has been great. And it's a business relationship. I have a license agreement with Lego. I fly to their headquarters in Denmark every once in a while, usually once a year to connect with them, say hi, have some meetings, whatnot. So it's a good relationship, but it is a business relationship. It's interesting. You know, a lot of people think that Lego just gives me my bricks, but I have to buy them just like everyone. And for me, it's definitely my biggest capital expense.
0: Yeah. And do you think that law school prepared you or helped prepare you for owning your own business and reviewing the contracts that you have with Lego, things like that?
1: Yeah, exactly. Law school is a great thing because it teaches you how to think critically, which was something that I have relied on many times. It did help prepare me for running my own business, but I think you really nailed it when you said it helps you negotiate contracts and that was key and it still is key because when I'm negotiating with a client about, say, a commission piece, I don't have to go to a third party and run the, the contract by someone. I have that base knowledge now where I can look at a contract, negotiate the finer points if I need to. And that has been just fantastic. It's been the way that I am able to keep the commissions rolling in as well as you know avoid having to pay legal fees in addition to you know all my other expenses of running my own business. So that's been great.
0: Yeah, that base knowledge that you get from law school, you'll pretty much never lose it. You know, unless you're actively just trying to get rid of it. That's one thing I love about law school.
1: Absolutely, it gives you this exactly. It gives you a base knowledge that's going to help you in life and in business. And that was important. And you know, I still rely on those skills. It also it helps you analyze risk, which any part of life it's good to know about risk and where the risk lies and how to avoid risk if you can, or at least allocate it in different places. So law school was an important part. A lot of people ask me about law school and do I regret wasting years there? And I'm like, no, that has made me who I am. And some of the art that I've done over the years may have been influenced by my time as a lawyer and in law school. And I think that's a good thing.
0: Mm -hmm. What did you practice when you were in New York working as a lawyer?
1: I was a corporate lawyer. So I was doing M&A and securities, good times.
0: Would you recommend law school to other people if there were any law students that were listening and were curious about it?
1: Yeah, I think going to law school is always a good choice. I I don't think you're going to regret getting a legal degree. Even if you don't pursue law as a career, I think that critical thinking, teaching you how to think differently than when you came into law school is important. So, yeah, I would recommend it. I don't always recommend being a lawyer, <laughs> at least not being a corporate lawyer. For me, it wasn't my passion. I, I wasn't happy being a lawyer and I had to find something else to make me happy. But I think law school in general is a good choice.
0: Yeah. And you took the bar exam in New York. Is that correct?
1: Yeah. I took the bar exam in New York at the Javits Center. Yeah. Okay. Crazy two days.
0: <laughs> and how long have you been out in California where you are now?
1: I've been in Los Angeles for, oh, I don't know, seven years now, six, seven years now. And I don't practice law out here. I don't have a license out here. When I decided to make this choice to leave the law behind and become a full-time artist, I decided to let my license expire because I didn't want that safety net. I didn't want to think like, mm-hmm. well, if this doesn't work out, I'll just go back to being a lawyer. I'd made that decision to leave the law and I I wanted that to be the final decision. So I let the license expire and that's worked out as well, I think, because it was kind of a push, you know, behind me to keep me moving forward.
0: I think I've interviewed about 20 people so far and I've never heard anyone intentionally let their license expire. So I like that. No safety net.
1: Exactly. No safety net.
0: So if you could narrow it down, which piece of art that you've created has meant the most to you?
1: Ah, It's a good question. And it's a tough question because at this point I've created hundreds and hundreds of works. You know, people ask, oh, what's your favorite? And I'm like, I don't have a favorite. I <laughs> put my heart and soul into each work. So how do you pick a favorite? It's like picking a favorite child. Mm-hmm. I think for me, there's a piece called Yellow. It's a, it's a figure tearing its chest open and bricks are spilling out. And that's become the most iconic piece. More people contact me about that piece than any other work. And that piece for me is about, you know, opening oneself up, giving everything you got so much so that your soul is spilling out. And in the piece, there's all these yellow bricks spilling out all over. And that really connects with people. And so that's probably what I'm best known for.
0: Okay. So I just have one other question. Sure. Sure. So a couple of years from now, you've got all this success and you've gained so much notoriety from your artwork. Do you think you would sit down and be like, okay, I want to practice again? Or do you think that you have truly found what you want to do? Mm.
1: Yeah, I think it would be tough for me to want to practice again at this point because I've really devoted myself to making a career as an artist. I really want to focus as much as possible on it. Now, your hypothetical is that maybe years from now, Maybe at that point I'm I'm done with being an artist and what else would I want to do? I don't know if going to the law or going back to the law would be the answer for me because I tried it. I did it for years and it just wasn't for me. So I think there's something else. Maybe I'll be a chef or a filmmaker.
0: Okay. And is there anything else that you would like to share with the audience?
1: You know, it's funny. I worked with a lot of great lawyers and it's funny how people have gone on to do other things besides be a lawyer. Like one of my classmates at law school actually is Dimitri Martin, who's gone on to be a a very famous comedian. One of the women I worked with at the law firm is Emily Giffen, who's gone on to write, you know, many fantastic novels. I've had other friends go on to do other things. And it's amazing how everyone starts with this law degree you know, and that's the starting point. But there's so much that happens afterwards. People go in so many different paths. And I think that's been something that's been really amazing to watch and something special about going to law school. You learn this different way of thinking and then you can take it in so many different directions.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That's why I started the podcast. That's why I reach out to people because you'll always be a lawyer. Even if you do something else, you become a doctor, a brick artist, anything. So
1: Right, exactly. You nailed it.
0: Well, thank you so much, Nathan. I really appreciate this.
1: Thanks, Kyla. This has been fun. Yeah. Have a
0: good day. Thank you for listening to You Are a Lawyer. While you are here, subscribe to the show, leave a rating, and tell a friend about this episode. New episodes are released every other Thursday. Thanks again for listening. I hope you enjoyed the conversation. Bye.